Hi, welcome to Postscript. I'm Tom Downing. And I'm Christina Zeiters. And today we are covering episode two of season one of Miss Scarlet and the Duke for our all Miss Scarlet summer. And uh, if you've already watched this episode or future episodes, please email us your thoughts about the episode or questions that you might have um, at ps at witf.org. Or you can message us on Facebook at witf.org or on Instagram at witf.org. And if you haven't watched or want to watch along with us, if you don't know where to find that, you can always go to WITF.org slash Passport. Um, you can watch on WITF Passport, PBS Passport in your area, yep. um, and you can get caught up. And you can even watch ahead, which you can do if you want. But we're I, I'm still new to the show, so I'm still like, you know, there. Yeah. Christina has watched it. I am rewatching it. I'm not watching ahead from what we're talking about, just so I don't confuse the plot lines because I've already spoiled a few things. Spoiled a few uh, things was, for you. Not nice. big spoilers, it was, but it was a nice ease into some yeah. of the ideas. So. <laughs> so I feel bad, a little bit bad about that, but I'm just <laughs> full of spoilers. So uh, FYI, there will be spoilers in this yes, episode. Just know that uh, going into it, I'm going to blurt things out and ruin things for you. No. <laughs> in the best possible way. So let's, right. shall we get started? Yeah, let's get started. So every episode seems to begin with a mood setting scene. Yes. And in this, this one was no different. Uh, we see Eliza. Well, we don't know it's, we don't know it's Someone Eliza. Someone is, is trying to jimmy a lock. Uh, <laughs> picking a lock. And when she gets inside of the room, she pulls her cloak down. And yes, it's, it's Eliza. Uh, she then has to pick a lock. She goes into in like an office. Yeah, yeah, it's an office that she breaks into. So, so we're very curious she as viewers. She has to like unlock the drawer in the office, in the desk, to open it up to find her money. She's stealing some money. Yeah, we're except, very curious. So it's not really stealing. Well, we, we find out later. We find out later. A little girl with a creepy doll. Oh my gosh! Like, so, uh, Eliza just for has, a minute. Eliza like pulling out the bag of money, and then she looks up and like, there's just this girl with a creepy doll. Yeah, right there. It's such a creepy doll. Anyways, uh, she says, "Listen, uh, if you don't share some of that money with me, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna scream." And Eliza's like, uh, "No, your father owes me money for a job I did for him. And this that's is where my we get money." The, oh, so okay, we this, find that this um, makes sense now. The girl just. Stands there. <laughs> and just, Give me the money so, or I'll scream. So Eliza gives her the money yeah. and then she screams then she anyway. she screams anyway, like, which I mean. Eliza yeah. like bolts out through yeah. the back door. Out she flees. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so the, the, the father and the daughter are both like, you know. Crooked. Yeah. Crooked cheats. Uh, mm. <laughs> Apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> no, no, not in this case. But um, after that. Eliza goes to visit Rupert mm-hmm. to give him him an update on uh, his investment, the loan that he gave her. And Rupert introduces his dear friend, Mr. Morehouse, who Dr. is Morehouse. Dr. Morehouse. I'm sorry. I even have Dr. Morehouse in front of me. And um, Dr. Morehouse is like, oh, I've heard so much about this little business of yours, oh, yeah. this little hobby. I wish I had a little hobby like that. What do you do to the criminals? Do you hit them with your purse? Yeah. This is... The lady detective. Uh, yeah, the lady detective. So <laughs> Dr. Morehouse is kind of a condescending jerk. Yeah. But he seems to mean well. He's not, like, mean to her. No. He's just minimizing her entire life's work, yeah. whatever. This calling business her, she's trying to build. Yeah, calling her a, a, a Rupert's little investment. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Did yeah. you say he called her a little lady, too? Uh, a or? lady detective, little investment, little hobby. Uh, okay. And mentioned the hit with your purse. <laughs> 
So because that's that's how the police do it too. They they carry purses and hit right. They just them. get it's, it's get down. I'm that's, arresting that's, you. That's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we find out that Eliza's not able to pay her first installment on the loan. Oh, oh, oh because yeah. no one's paying her. Yeah. Well, well, right before that, they 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 were talking about because the the last episode uh, we found out that Rupert was very happy to not be married to Eliza. Like, and right. so that was oh, a yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And so there was this, this back and forth between Eliza and, and him about, um, about the repercussions of that. And he was like, oh, no, there's not oh, going to be any repercussions, right. you know, because, like, his mom knows about the whole situation. And right. then immediately, like, they, they cut to Eliza walking back and, like, Right outside of her door is, is Rupert's mother. Well, he thinks there's not going to be repercussions, but he also slides in the fact that he told his That's mom right. that Eliza encouraged him to move and out. That too. Was, that was but the, he didn't think there were going to be repercussions. Yes. But yes, there were. Oh, there, there definitely Because was. Mrs. Parker came with an eviction threat. Yeah. Uh, she uh, threatens not to renew Eliza's lease. Her, her father failed to yeah. renew it she when owns, he was like, alive. Block, oh, right? yeah. Like that family just yeah. apparently owns all the property. Um, but unless she receives full payment, and of course, Eliza does not have full payment for a lease. I'm assuming that's probably a lot of money. I don't know if you pay for the year or the month or like how that works. But, uh, we also learn, well, anyways, Mrs. Parker, she's like, you have to give me all the money. She's like, I don't have all the money. We'll figure it out. We find out that Kitty, the one maid Mm -hmm. who was in episode one, the younger, the younger maid has left because she hasn't been paid for two weeks, which Ivy then corrects and says three. And Eliza kind of goes into this whole spiel, like all the excuses, like, well, I've only been doing this for four weeks and Ivy's like six. So she just corrects the math continuously. (laughs) Um, But Eliza asks for her best dress and she is going off to see William for tea. Yes, she has a plan. She has a plan. She, I think she, needs she some, some info. <laughs> she well, she knows also William is swamped, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I picked up on, because uh, she immediately offers her assistance with his workload. Yeah, and like you could pay me, and I could do this. And looking for a solution, she's very there's, practical. There's some banter about how few clients she's had and the kind of clients that she had. I think what was one was a squirrel or a mouse or something. (laughs) They were investigating. It was, it was not a ghost or I don't know what they were thinking it was. Not very lucrative. (laughs) Right. Right. So she doesn't have any money. He knows this and he's putting her in her spot. Um, and just then, because the police are so overworked and understaffed right now, Williams requested for an arson attack, which sounds like probably usually not something he runs on. So he leaves, and another officer comes in and leaves a note on his desk. Yeah. Eliza spots that, and she's like, oh, I'll make sure he gets the message. Yes. And then she reads it, and she leaves. Yeah. So that's our she's setup. Got, she's got a lead. <laughs> she's got a lead. Um, turns out there was a murder. Well, we think there's been a murder. Yes. She, she goes up. She goes right in. She, and the right maid's past like, the "No, maid. don't do it. Yeah. It's dangerous up there, ma'am." Oh, yeah, and not for the faint of heart. And no, so she, no. Eliza's but she's not. just like, "Nope." Just, I go upstairs, and she so, walks in, and there is a. There are two men lying on the floor. Yes, one is very clearly dead because he has his throat slit. No coming back from that, really. No. And the other one very quickly wakes up. Yep. Staggers up immediately. Up. Yeah. <laughs> she walks in and then he's awake. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Immediately picks up the, uh, for, the for knife. the camera. Yeah. Uh, yes. He picks up the knife. He's holding it in his 
left hand. Yes. That's important later. And, I didn't notice uh, that at first. And immediately, yeah, I didn't notice it until she mentioned it later in the episode. Immediately, William shows up. Like, everybody's got really good timing in the show. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> concise. It's concise. William shows up. He arrests the man and chides Eliza for once again sticking her nose in police business. And uh, she talks back to him. Yeah. One more word. <laughs> And, and, and he's going to send <laughs> her to court. And yep, then, and then we see she's on trial. I love the edits in this. She, it's like she, yeah. it's one one more word, and she just like goes right. She's like just like a caution to the is. wind. She's standing in court. And then right before the judge or magistrate. Tr- standing trial. So uh, she talks back to the judge, too. Things don't go well for her. Yeah. Um, but the wife of the accused murderer, Edward, yeah. the, well, the wife's name is Tabitha. The accused murderer is Edward. Yes. Uh, offers to pay her fine and then hires her. She tries to tell William that it couldn't have been her husband that murdered this guy because he's a gentle soul. But William wouldn't listen. So, I mean, the guy had a knife, knife in his, in his hand. hand. So his it hand. seems like cut and dry right yeah. there. Um, and then we also learn that Edward bought his wife this red jacket that she's wearing so that he could always spot her in a crowd. Yes. And that's important for later on. They made a very big deal about mentioning it. I mean, it's just casual conversation for them, but it's important for us. Uh, And then we find out that the dead man, Sebastian, owned a saloon in Mayfair and Edward, her her husband, did Mm -hmm. his accounts. So that's where we are. There's been a murder. Yes. Her husband was framed. Yes. And Eliza has to find the real murderer. And she has financial incentive to do so. Yes, because she's been hired. (laughs) So we see Eliza break in again. She's breaking in a lot in this episode. Uh, She lets herself into the saloon after nobody answers the door. And she finds Mr. Moses, or it's just Moses. It's it's just Moses. (laughs) It's just Moses. Mm -hmm. Sneaking around. And... uh, Turns out Eliza got him fired because his boss wasn't real happy that a woman at the previous at the previous uh, at our our first encounter with Moses he was working security essentially and now the second time he was chained to the radiator his boss didn't like it he got fired so now Moses is sneaking around he's very mad at her she feels threatened she points this tiny little knife at him a a letter opener yeah (laughs) (laughs) you said letter opener i said my dad would call it a toad stabber yeah yeah. (laughs) but she has this tiny little knife she's trying to look intimidating and he reaches under the desk and pulls out a gun yeah and she's like i don't want to die like she she's like oh if he wanted to kill her this is a great line i love this line And he just smiles. Yeah. He, say, he, he says, I'm, I'm not going to kill you, Mrs. Miss Scarlet. I'm going to hire you. And that yeah. was like, it was just a really, it was again, one of these times where you're expecting it to go one way. Right. And then she thinks the end is near. Yes. And he's like, he smiles. I love, he just smiles. He's like, I'm going to hire you. Yes. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. So Eliza and Moses, they're sharing a drink and uh, he tells her about the snuff box that he's trying to get out of the safe. Uh, he gives her this whole story says it belonged to his father. It was given to his father as a parting gift after the abolition. And yes. This reminds me of something. Okay. Yeah. So we were, uh, we were talking about the, the episode when we were watching it initially. And, and uh, we were talking about how bad of a liar <laughs> Eliza is. Because when she's caught red-handed with her hand in the drawer with the little girl, she tells the little oh, girl. Oh, that's right. She's like, oh, no, I was playing hide and seek with your dad. Like, Which sounds like she's having an affair with her dad, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. But yes. So, so like just the fact that Eliza is not very good at coming up with 
Sometimes she does, but sometimes like, she's good. In this that case, one, that it was one a little girl. She no, was really, she was no, not ready at not all. Not much effort. But <laughs> um, Moses, on the other hand, yeah. is very smooth at lying. He's like smooth. just kind of just just pulls that out there, which we didn't know yeah. at the time because he tells her that it's the the snuff box is his dad's, and right. we find out later that it wasn't. It was but, not. But yeah. Right. He goes on to say that he was fixing a table in the dark, and I. So after watching this and thinking about it, yeah, I'll follow up with this. Okay. Uh, so he was fixing a table in the dark. He saw Edward's wife empty the safe, filling a green carpet bag. And I'm wondering if he mentioned the dark thing to distract from his actual lie. Mm, maybe. Like he put a lie in that was more detectable so that that's the one she would latch on to and oh, not question very, anything else. That's very deliberate. So maybe he is a much better liar than I even give him credit for. Hmm. I don't know. But Eliza spots the hole, which yeah. is why are you fixing a table in the dark? And he goes, okay, I was trying to break into the safe. Yeah. And uh, he wants, he knows that. Um, Tabitha took the snuff box with her. Mm-hmm. And so he wants Eliza to find the snuff box. And she's like, well, it would be unethical for me to investigate my own client unless you're paying. Which he then says. Which he, he says, the fee is I let you live. Yeah. Can't <laughs> argue like, with that. You know. I'm like, fair enough. Fair enough. She did get him fired. That seems that seems fair. Um, but soon, Miss. Um, so Eliza goes back to Tabitha, and Tabitha's done like a whole 180. She yeah, she's, she's like, nope, you know what? I'm canceling my agreement. Here's less than what we agreed to. She sent information to the uh, the the detective agency, the, the office or whatever the uh, where in that like Eliza. She, didn't she get, hadn't gotten the yeah, note no, yet. She didn't go home yet. So. Yeah, so she she underpaid. She didn't pay the agreed fee, and uh, she hopes her husband rots in hell. Essentially. Yeah, like she's like. One eight. No fury. She is very mad. Yeah. Uh, Eliza is, you know, a little bit confused. So she asks for a glass of water, and Tabitha's just like, just go get her a glass of water and send and her on her way. Tabitha leaves. Tabitha leaves, and the maid goes, I know you want to snoop. Just make it worth my while. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> so got a once price. Again, <laughs> maids are doing the Lord's work in this episode again. <laughs> so Eliza obviously pays the maid. She goes up. And investigates. She There's finds the green the bag. green carpet bag, yep. and she looks inside. She finds a book of accounts. Nothing that's not really interesting to her. She finds the snuff box, which she slips into her pocket right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few letters, some money, and a love note that signed TB. Mm-hmm. Which so, think Tabitha. Tabitha. Yeah. And so Eliza goes to see William. She believes that Edward killed Sebastian because he discovered his wife's affair. But she still can't understand why Tabitha did this, like, whole 180 because she's the one that wronged her husband. And also she was the one who, like, you know, paid to get her out of the, the jail. Yeah. Or, you know, paid yeah, the— like, the, pay the attention fine. to this case. Yeah. <laughs> there was no reason—like, if, if if there was no reason to bring Eliza in if if this was right. all worked out. So there, yeah. there's, there's that, that question that is, is weighing on Eliza's mind as far as, like, she's trying to figure out why this is. It doesn't yeah, add up. Yeah, it doesn't add up. Um, but William's like, well— Edward pled guilty, so case closed, and I'm going to go to the morgue to finalize the release of his body. <laughs> <laughs> Giving Eliza information is is yeah, like putting fuel on a fire because oh, yeah. she's just she like she picks up on she's, everything. She's, she's like, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the go morgue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you. 
So Eliza tails William to the morgue where... We, we uh, don't even find that out. Well, we just go... We don't know that she we, did. We just, she, like, secretly tails him. We just... She just probably takes a beeline right there because she was there before him. True. Like, so we get there. He comes in, and that's when he finds out from the mortician that his yeah. wife is already there. Yeah, his wife is Quo- waiting outside. Wife. This seems odd. Yeah. Like, this seems unusual that you'd bring your wife, and he just keeps going... Wife, 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 at, at this over point, and over again. But knows. yeah, yeah. The um, <laughs> the coroner is completely oblivious. Um, so he goes back to look at the body, and oh, look, there's Eliza. She broke in yep. again. She broke into the morgue the so theme. that she could examine the body. Yes. The men are just like besides themselves because oh my god, a woman in the morgue. What's gonna happen? No, William's mad no, at her. Yeah. <laughs> William's not so much beside himself. He he just this is expected to him. I think the fact that she's that there, she's there. He's yeah, just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> just kind of resigned at this point. But the True, the, the, the mortician, whatever the the, the he, he's they're on two different corner. The corner is actually say, yeah. Like William's mad at her. Yeah. Coroner is really upset that yes. there's a woman in the morgue. But Eliza's like she's just like oh hey this is interesting. The the cut goes from right to left. But when Edward stood up, he had the knife in his left hand. And then she goes, oh, there's no fragments of cotton in the cut. That, that, that means it wasn't a hurried attack. It wasn't a crime of passion. Eliza, she, she's constantly showing how competent she is. She is <laughs> she's very, 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 very good at what she's doing, exactly. what she wants to do. And like, William should hire her. He should. He should. <laughs> there's no question. Uh, so Eliza, while the men are having their own conversation aside each other because they're not really talking to each other. They're just talking out loud. Uh, She also spots a blue rose tattoo Mm -hmm. uh, on his arm, I think. Yes. And she tries to bribe the coroner <laughs> which, for which, more time. Which which, <laughs> which is another great edit point in this episode because like the previous one when it's like the one more word and then she winds up in court. Yeah. This is like it. It's just it's it just hits perfectly the beats. Like you know, here's and then she's right back in front of the same judge. Yep, I guess she's and, right in front of the judge again. And this is where it's uh it starts off with uh like sixty shillings is the uh, the amount for oh for yeah release. And then, and then she's like, but but it was only uh, it was only forty before. Yeah, and then and it's up to seventy. So like you know, just, yeah, she just needs to stop talking. And well, she wouldn't, but she, yeah, in this case, she's making things worse. Um, so yeah. So. Yeah, so they um, William bails her out again yes, because he has connections, he, right? He he knows the judges and everything, yeah. so he gets her out of trouble again. And they kind of agree <laughs> to a truce. Well, they don't. Ag- they, they agree, but they don't agree. <laughs> I, I, I like this 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 little interchange between them two. Again, the banter is great, but like basically, like she says that she agrees to like you know kind of like let things g- kind of like you know not cause him much more trouble and then right. he takes that as like so you're you're letting go of the case and she's like no 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 no, no, no. that's not what we agreed to yeah. and like I didn't agree to that <laughs> and he just drives off in the in the you know, like you know the, 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 the carriage yeah. so yeah it's, yeah I just I love their dynamic because uh he's always thwarting her as in like not giving her the information that she really wants yes but he's she's constantly tripping him up yes. all the time and honestly making him probably not look that great at work <laughs> yeah because <laughs> there's yeah. always this woman that he has to go bail out of trouble or like chase down the police documents from yes. and like yeah it's, it, it's a really 
fun dynamic. It, there's there's definitely some frustration level in this. Yeah, this, what kind this, of frustration? This, yeah. <laughs> Yet to be seen. Clearly, Yet to be seen. clearly they're, they're setting something up. There's a lot of tension there. Right now, it's more like friendship-wise. Yes. So, yeah. So I think this is a good time to just take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll get into the Blue Rose and the rest of the show. Welcome back. We are going to start talking about this blue rose that yeah. Eliza discovered um, on Sebastian's person. So in her office, she's she's drawing the rose. And this is when we, we get another one of those moments with her dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's drawing the rose and he's like, it looks like you're confused. And she's like, I'm just remembering something you told me once. And he's like, what, oh, was, yeah. what is that? This is a good insight. Yeah. And she says, a tattoo discovered on an unidentified body is a prize indeed. And he, I think he says something like, that sounds rather morbid. Sounds like me. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I just loved. But she starts to put two and two together. She So there's a blue rose. And then she remembers, oh, there were blue roses at Rupert's. Yes. And his friend was wearing a blue rose on his lapel. So she visits Rupert, and he very cautiously shares, cautiously on purpose, shares that it's a symbol of the midnight rose. So this is why it's this deep, dark blue. It's the midnight rose. And it's a symbol for basically a secret society of men whose taste does not lie with women, quote unquote. So he goes on to explain, because Eliza, so in the article that I shared with you, they kind of make it seem like Eliza wouldn't realize that there are gay people in existence, but I don't think that's the case. I think she's just shocked that Rupert knows about it because she seems pretty like well, well read. Seems like she knows a lot of things that most people w- wouldn't really think about. But um, he says that gay men are damned by the church to hell, and he's, they're also damned by the law. So. He's not a religious man, so he's not worried about hellfire. Yeah, yeah. He he mentions Charles Darwin. Thanks to thanks to Darwin, which I love Charles Darwin too. So nice, uh, <laughs> but he does not want to bring shame and ruin to his mother, which is kind because she's not really a nice woman. No, <laughs> he no. he likes her a lot. Like he really loves this woman, and Eliza suggests that during this conversation, she kind of gets a little bit confused. She said, but that's so strange. Sebastian was having an affair with a woman. Yeah. She, she's not and this is understanding where, where the connection lies. This is where the, the reveal is. And so this is, yeah, Rupert shares that um, he was certainly not having an affair with a woman because he wouldn't be interested in women and that he hosted special meetings at his saloon on Wednesday nights for gay men. And he starts saying how they think it's so odd that his Teddy would be the one to murder him. Yes. And that's and she the goes, aha moment. She goes, Teddy. Yeah, Edward. He was his lover. And she goes, oh, my gosh. T is for Teddy. And there, T is for <laughs> Teddy. Oh, my gosh. There I have go. something here. <laughs> so she asks if Rupert knows anyone who would wish Sebastian ill. Like, who would want to murder this man? Seeing that he was like this this host to such a secret thing. And Rupert shares that she should talk to the guard, the, the security there, essentially. He can't remember his name. It's the Jamaican man. <laughs> and then we're and like, like, it's, it's like, Moses. It's, it's just Moses. <laughs> it's just Moses. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Eliza goes to the saloon to uh, before we go oh, there. Oh, 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 no, that's right. I have a before we get too far along. We definitely want to talk about the flowers. Yes. because yeah, I, I I just spent five minutes jotting down a couple of notes about this. My my, my question when I, when this came up was I was wondering whether they had the ability to make blue flower or blue roses at that time in oh, Victorian yeah. times, and uh, because I didn't know, I was like, I know that you could like they don't occur in nature naturally. Right, blue so, roses don't. Um, and uh, in a quick like pr- like when I was looking it up, I found out that they they did indeed were they were able to color roses back then. Okay, but um, this is a really it's a really deep blue. It's a really deep blue. So, so. we don't know if that's yeah that's truth. Uh, but yeah, that that also leads into my closer look as well, which yeah. is that um, during the Victorian era, most people know uh, they used flowers to send messages to people. So like. You know how if you're sending carnations to people at your middle school, white was for friendship, pink was I like you, red means I love you, that sort of thing. So that basically originated around the Victorian era. So you could send a flower to say that you were jealous of someone, that you loved somebody, that all of these things. Uh, But the Midnight Rose that's in this episode was actually just fabricated. Something the show they made up for the show. Right. I found out through an article. They did an interview with Rachel New. And so the Midnight Rose is completely fabricated, but there were like secret meetings between gay men in these like saloons and stuff was fairly common. Like this has existed for, you know, all of time. Uh, But being found out was ruin. Like there were so many social and moral issues that were just a part of Victorian life that if you were found out, it would ruin your entire family. Uh, so they go deeper into it about how basically um, Rupert's an outcast. Mm-hmm. And he, by loaning Eliza money to start her business, is helping another outcast. Yeah. Which in turn, Eliza ends up hiring Moses to collect her bills at the end of this episode. Yeah. So she is also then it's a helping theme. an outcast. It's a, it's a so everybody in this show... Seems to have a background as an outcast. But I thought it was really interesting that they brought in the flowers. I knew that the flowers, like Victorian era, that's they were really obsessed with flowers. It was floriography, if I'm saying it right. Like they had a they had a word for it and everything. (laughs) And I knew that you could send messages. Um, it was text messages with, before text messages. Right. Well, I'll LOL. You, I'll send you a few flowers. And Here's like, a poop emoji. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you. You sent me that flower? <laughs> Taking a front. Yeah, so so the, I thought that was really interesting. that they, they tied in actual Victorian history, but in a way that was fabricated for the storyline. And it would be interesting to know if you could... If they could do, like, a deep blue. Yeah. I don't know what was available to them. It's definitely... Uh, noticeable like it's 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 very visible symbolism within the show for this episode so i mean it it serves a purpose yeah so yes that's our that's our flower deep dive our joint flower deep dive (laughs) oh so okay so she's on her way to go see the jamaican man yes and she's just moses it's just moses and she finds him knocked out on the ground well he's a big dude too she he looks dead. Yes. Okay. He looks, yes. He this looks, is fair. He looks dead. I, it, it, I this, forget, but when, not everybody knows. <laughs> so, so at this point, like I knew he was alive because you had I, mentioned, I spoiled it. For you had you, mentioned yeah. that he was like your favorite character. Right. And I'm like, well, he can't. He can't. Be he dead. can't be dead in the second episode and be her favorite <laughs> he's, character. He's my favorite character, and he was only in like the the, the, the you know, one and a half one episodes. And a half episodes. 
It's uh, very specific. Um, but so I, I knew that he was still alive, but he definitely looks dead. And also yeah. the guys, the, the, the robbers out. that came in, the one guy says that I think I killed him. So, oh, like, yeah, he was, does say that. Yeah. Well, he says, I think, though. I think that might have been a little clue. Uh, maybe, I think maybe. I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take full that, credit that, for spoiling that, it. The door's cracked open a little bit there. <laughs> There's a possibility of survival. <laughs> so the, the men... Because this is just a little lady, little lady coming into the saloon, ruining their robbing time. She tries to just leave. She's like, She's like I think I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Just <laughs> see yourself out. I saw nothing here. And then she just bolts. She bolts. She makes her way into, I think it's Sebastian's old office, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. So she locks her, well, she tries to lock herself in. She buys herself a little bit of time at the yeah. door. I think she just shuts the door. I don't even know if it's locked if because it's locked. she just runs away and they open it immediately. True. They don't even like, I, 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 the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, they, they knocked the door down. They just no, open they it. just open it. They just open it. Okay, I thought there was like a hesitation at one yeah. point, but maybe maybe I was I just she, imagining it. And well, hoping. she was holding it shut when oh, that was that's the hesitation. Probably it. So she runs into the office. They corner her right up against the, the desk. The desk, which, the, the, which we know, we know from, we from know, earlier that there's a gun. We know that there's a gun hidden yeah. under. As long as Moses put it back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she's on the desk. The snuff box falls out of her pocket. Yeah. The second guy and the, picks it the up. second guy picks it up and like sniffs it. And immediately just, just like keels over. He just it falls just backward. immediately passes out. Yep. It's actually it was quite comical the way they did yeah, it. Yeah. His eyes like rolled up rolled in his back. head and he just, just straight just, line back. Yes. Great actor. Yes. <laughs> and um the guy that had her on the desk oh, oh, he, he accuses her of being a witch. <laughs> he says, Witch <laughs> and I Which, forgot all about it. <laughs> my uh, my mind immediately goes to like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like Witch, she's a witch. Yes. How do you oh, know? No. Yeah, it's no. her nose. It is a false nose. Yes, exactly. You put me in these clothes. Yeah. It's... <laughs> this isn't my real nose. So so yeah, she's accused of so witchcraft witch. now too. Um, but it's she. So she knows that there's a gun. She so she he, she's like laying struggle. backwards over the over the desk. Yeah, he she, has her like pinned on the desk. Yeah, and yeah. she reaches back, fumbling to try to grab the. Yeah, the gun. and the, it's like I mean, she's reaching blind. She's yeah. just trying to remember yeah. where it was. Yeah. And so that was it, it, like again, the 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 show is really tight as far as the plot is concerned because things we found out earlier play right into right. they come up later yeah which which can be good or bad i'm, I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to be for the rest of the series because it it, it could be a, a tell that is going to be more noticeable like you're going to be like well this is definitely going to be I so i'm hoping it isn't that overt all the time i have never watched it with that in, that in kind mind. of critical mind yeah. the i will say that the show tone shifts a little bit after okay. the first season. Oh, you, you don't But that's all that's anymore. all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying is like I don't remember if all of these same like like it's, it's, a, clue it's a clue sort of things. <laughs> oh, like if that continues past the first season. Okay. Um but anyway, she grabs the gun yeah. and it's so funny. She shoots him and obviously she's never shot a gun she, before. She misses. She totally <laughs> she misses. misses. She like flies backwards with yeah. her arms straight yeah, up in yeah, the air. Yeah. And she goes, that was a warning shot. <laughs> sure, sure it was. Like, we've already talked about how her lying needs to make it a little bit of work. That was a warning shot. Yeah. Next time I'll get you. I was playing hide and seek with your dad, you know, or I was trying. That was a warning shot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was a warning shot. But thankfully, Moses isn't dead. Yes. So and like, he, she tells the, 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 the thieves, like, grab the guy who knocked out, get out of there. And yeah. then we, we do an edit point, like a really quick cut right. to Mo- Moses waking up. You know, because he yeah. isn't dead. He's not dead. Sur- surprise. I forgot she told the, yeah. the thieves to, to leave. To leave. So, so yes, they're out. Call. 
And then, like, Moses sits I'm up. I'm surprised that they actually left with how bad of a shot she was. Yeah, well, but. maybe they, they bought <laughs> She her still line. had the gun, I yeah. guess. <laughs> One guy was knocked out anyway. So, like, <laughs> Moses wakes up looking into the barrel of the gun. Mm, yes. And, yes, that's right. Yeah. And so then Eliza. So now it, the tables are turned. Now she has the the leverage on him, essentially. Yes. Um, she finds that she, she says the snuff box is filled with opium. Is that yours too? Essentially, are you a drug dealer? And And the the lies revealed, the lie is revealed. The box was never his dad's. His dad, I think he said his dad was just a drunk that never left Jamaica or something. He may have died in a ditch somewhere in Uh, Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, that was, that was all fabricated. Right. He made everything up. He was never a slave. This was never a parting gift. He just wanted to steal the box to sell it for money. Because he lost his job. Yeah. And that's Eliza's fault. That's Eliza's bad. Um, but in talking, Moses knows who supplied the opium. I mean, she's still holding the gun on him, so he has to talk. She did, he does notice that her hand is shaky, though. <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't like, want to use it. Yeah, she's. it's not as much of a threat as, as much. But, she, <laughs> but they, they find out that uh, the, the creepy Dr. Morehouse, the guy with the, the goatee the, yeah, that was friends with you, Rupert. You think he's creepy. I think he's just condescending. <laughs> it can be both. He can be yeah, both. Can They're, be not both. Exclusive. They're not exclusive. They're not exclusive. It was a little bit, he was definitely condescending, uh, but he's, he's the one who's been, uh, since he's a doctor, he right. was able to supply the supply opium, for, the opium. For, uh, which was revealed that it was for pain relief. Because right. Yes. Because once she finds out that the doctor is the one that supplied the opium, she goes back to Rupert and Rupert kind of brings them together yeah. and then leaves the room, which I thought was really nice of him. Rupert's a really good friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we find out that the opium was because um, Sebastian was dying. He had a stomach tumor. Yeah. And so it was pain relief. And um, essentially, Eliza takes this information um, along with the knowledge that Edward and Sebastian were lovers to the morgue where William is. And she, yes, she thinks that he's, she's going to shock him with this. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like Edward, Edward and Sebastian were lovers. Can you believe it? And he's just like, not even fast. Like if you, if you saw what I saw, you would not be surprised by this essentially. Yeah. Um, and she believes that Sebastian died by suicide and that Sebastian wrote Teddy a suicide note that Tabitha is concealing. Which is why Tabitha's uh, tune changed right, so dramatically. Right, that 180. Yeah. She found that note. And that's she the, found the love letters. She felt betrayed. She felt, you And know, she's just like, yeah. let him die. Yeah. Which is, that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> so uh, Eliza and William, they both go to Tabitha's house. Yep. And all of her bags are packed, and the maid says she's moving to America. I think yeah. it's Houston. Uh, I forget. Maybe? I forget actually the location, okay. but they do have that one like cutaway shot of the coat tree, the coat right. rack, right. and that's that was like the thing where I, I, the first time I watched the episode, I usually we watch the episodes twice just to, to get, but the once the, for fun and once for note taking. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like uh, I noticed that the, that that was the 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 red coat that that uh, that was given to her. Uh, Edward gave her yes, specifically so that she would stand out in a crowd. Yeah, it was missing, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's that was like the clue for Eliza that um, that she, she might not have. Been she's not on the train exactly because uh, the maid does hand um, William the train receipts. Oh yeah, yeah. And so William goes off to the station, and, and, Eliza, and Eliza does not stop. Yeah, him. <laughs> just lets lets him go. She's just like, I'm going to follow my own yeah. lead. I'm going to I'm going to save this man. So she knows that Tabitha is at the gallows wearing the red coat so that her husband sees her 
and knows. And he's going to die for basically his sins. His sin mainly in this in this realm was that he lied to his wife. That's the big one. That's the big, big one. Yeah. But she also doesn't take kindly to the fact that he's gay. Yes. Which, you know, had he been able to live his life, maybe they would not be married and she would not have to go through this heartbreak. Yeah. So that moral of the story is let people live their lives authentically. It is a theme of the series. That's, which a, I that's a moral. Yeah. Um, so she's there out she's in there. the audience, like staring him down. Mm-hmm. He's about she's, ready to she's be. Also, she looks upset too. I think she's, yeah. she's she has feel- a lot of mixed emotions. Yes. I think she loved him, but she's also very angry. Betrayed. She feels betrayed. And uh, yeah, and so very angry. Yeah, yeah. Eliza needs to sweet talk that suicide note out of her. So and and this is this brings up a, a, another point of the the show that I really like. I love how color is used in this show. Um, because mm-hmm. even for the episode one, episode two, like Eliza has that, that peacock colored blue, yeah. uh, like you know, dress that she wears. And like, you can see her in the crowd when you're watching the show because everyone else is wearing like very muted tones. Yeah, like gray and so the, and the color brown, theory yeah. in the show is really strong. And in this case we have, you know, uh, she, like the, 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 the dre- like the coat Sabbath with red. wearing that bright red dress. Exactly. Yeah. And, and everyone else is gray, drab. So we got the red and we got the blue. It's just a, a really nice way to draw the eye to like the subject. Yeah, I mean, that, she really does stand out in a yeah, crowd yes. in that red dress. And you had I mean, a, that red coat. You had a note or a, an idea about the, the red dress as a, the reason why um, that, that she had, why, why Teddy gave the red dress. Oh, yeah. well, I think this was a joint theory because she yeah. stood out in a crowd and you had mentioned that um, maybe it was so that. If Eddie, yeah, Eddie, if Teddy and Sebastian were out, yeah. that Edward would be able to see her yes. and they could separate in time. And I thought that was a really, really good theory yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, no, that makes a lot of sense. If she's wearing that red coat in drab London, there there she is. We got to stop holding a, hands. We got to step away from each other. We have to like look red, yes. less. Yeah. Less interested in each other right now because I'm sure they weren't openly holding hands. I don't know why I said holding hands. That might happen today, but not in Victorian London. (laughs) So anyway. So yes. So um, Tabitha hands over the letter and Eliza. After Eliza, like basically. She she lays on the guilt. Right. She's like like, an innocent man is going to die. And I mean, I'm sure that Tabitha doesn't see this as an innocent man, but she has enough guilt slash love for him, I guess, that she doesn't really want to see him die. So she hands over the letter. She's off to America anyway. She can start fresh there. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay for her. Um, Eliza stops the execution mm-hmm. at the very last moment. Oh, it's a nail biter, yeah. So she has the letter. We can prove his innocence. And uh, we find out then, I mean, so Edward's in this lose-lose situation. Oh, yeah. It's like, so heartbreaking, this, this, yeah, what this he says whole, there. Like, the whole, like, the lie he's forced to live and try to, like, conform to is just awful. And his quote is, so, he says, I will never be free. Like, yeah, that I, will, was I like, will never be free. Everything in his life has been destroyed. Yeah. yeah so he, he's not really that thankful to be spared because Sebastian, the, all of it is so sad. Sebastian begged him to run away with him. Because he didn't want to die alone. Mm-hmm. That is a very common human experience. I don't want to die alone. I want somebody there with me at the end if I can help it. Like, that's a scary thing. Yeah. So he, he begs him to run away with him. But Edward refuses because his wife would find out and she would be ruined. Like, their lives and reputations would be absolutely ruined if he did this. Because she would find out about the affair. And so Teddy uh, Teddy found Sebastian. I'm, I'm now calling him Teddy. 
Yeah. Teddy found Sebastian the next morning in his drawing room with a knife to his own throat. About ready to commit suicide. Yes. And um, the, the suicide note was on the mantle. And he said Sebastian felt betrayed and he told Teddy that he would join him in the end, which is very morbid and yeah. sad. But he was also hurt and afraid and alone. And Teddy remembered thinking that the one thing that would absolve him of murder is also the thing that would just destroy his life and make him an outcast forever. So he pled guilty because he wanted to die because his marriage and reputation was destroyed. Is, That's just like yeah. the worst. It's just so, so, so sad. Yeah. <sighs> but he is technically a free man. He's not dead. Yeah. He can move to America, I guess, and start over. I don't know. Um, but on a happier note, we get a compliment out of William. He says, wow, that was really great work. Can I, tell, can I give you a compliment without you giving me a hard time about it is how he basically <laughs> phrased yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that was really good work. And your father would be proud. Yeah, and I'm oh just gosh. like, mm, William, like, I don't know why that moment didn't strike me the first time I watched it. But I was just like, that's so sweet. Uh, but then he, he also takes the moment <laughs> to point out that Eliza knew Tabitha wasn't on that train. And then but Eliza, he was sent on a fool's errand to Eliza let him go off anyway. <laughs> yeah. And Eliza basically says, listen, I needed this win more than you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because she's trying to build her reputation. She's trying to prove that she can do this private detective work and get jobs. And she says, no one's more respected than you, William. And he says, tell that to my superiors. And she says, you can handle them. You can handle anyone. And then in like this really sultry voice, he goes, I cannot handle you. Uh, I'm just like, oh, William. That's, that's, there's a double meaning there. <laughs> there you go. I cannot handle you. Oh, my God, William. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not there yet, but we're heading that direction. It is called I, Miss, I feel Miss like Scarlet that's and the Duke. Inevitable, so. But yeah. we don't know. It's we not don't just know. Miss Scarlet or the Duke. The Duke. It's, it's Miss Scarlet, Scarlet and, and the Duke. The Duke. <laughs> Uh, but William asks her to stay out of trouble. LOL. Like, she's never going to do this. No, <laughs> and no, he knows just, it. Like, just... he basically says it with a smirk. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, my gosh. But back at, <laughs> so this is a win for her. She got a compliment. William actually gave it to her. That's very nice. Back at home, though, Mrs. Parker is there. Oh, with her, to, with her, with her hair she's ready her to her evict her stodgy outfit. Yeah, she's all like... She's ready to evict. Black. She's always wearing black, right? She's I guess always because wearing her husband black. is probably She's not a very uh, uplifting and, individual. She's, but she's she's there. She's stern. She reminds me of the the and, lady from Matilda with the chokey. I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. But you yeah. know who I'm talking about. The headmaster. Yes. She's very stern. Yes. Very scary. She's there for the least money. Trunchbull? Uh, <laughs> yes. Miss, Miss Trunchbull. Yes. That's what, that's what it is. So there is a similarity, some similarities. Yeah. Less, less muscular. Less muscular, yeah. but twice as stuffy. Yeah. So she's she's all ready to evict. She's like, oh, you're, yeah, you're going to be out. And, and when, when this happened, I was a little bit confused because Eliza seemed very calm in this scene. She was very which, calm. Which she wouldn't have been if this was really dire straits. So that's a oh. little bit of a, a clue as to what is happening here. And I love the reveal at the end of this yeah, episode. Yeah, this is, this so is ahead, pretty good. I, I guess we, we should backtrack real quick because before she goes to talk to Mrs. Uh, Parker, Rupert's in the kitchen. And this is an, like a really nice touching moment for them. Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's before she interacts with Mrs. Parker. You're right, Because right. he's we're, nervous. We're skipping ahead. 
He's nervous because mm. he's afraid Eliza's going to out him to his mother, his mother. because she wants to hurt him. He is very nervous. She, so, and then Eliza But Eliza's just like, there's nothing I know or could say that would hurt your mother right now. And he realizes that she yes. is a vault. Yeah. And I just love her for it. Like, she's just like, no, your secret's locked down, safe with me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to go deal with your mother because I got the money. Yeah. <laughs> Which you don't, we don't know how yet. <laughs> she's very calm. Yep, very so, calm. yeah, she goes out. She talks to Mrs. Parker. Mrs. Parker's ready to throw her out just right then and there. But she's like. And Eliza just turns around. She turns around, goes grab, to her desk. Grabs the money. Pulls out the money and she goes, here you go. And that is that. And, and you're like, wait, like, we're like, what? what? Huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, both Mrs. Parker and the Mrs. audience at that point are both payment. like, like, what just how happened? Did, how did this happen? And Where we, did you get this money? And we get the reveal. And we had we had a little bit of back and forth. We talked a little so, bit. So yeah, we did. Um, so on, on, did you go back and review and like? I didn't go back and I w- I don't think there's anything in the episode that, that would reveal one way or another. Okay. But I remember when she was going through the safe, she pulled out a wad of cash yes. and she looked at it. Yep. The camera looked at it. Yeah. And then she set it on the table. Yeah. So it's implied that she left it behind. So there was definitely cash there from earlier in the episode. Yes. That was just and we there. know we know she'll steal things because she's stolen police stuff. True, but, <laughs> but but and she also was was in a drawer taking money that. But she felt yeah. justified because that was money that, that was, was owed, to, owed her. to her. Yeah. So I, I think from this is this is the the discussion that we had was. Yeah. I was thinking that just m- morally speaking, she like would she would not take money that wasn't hers. I think. Right. So and the, the, I can so, I can so we're see kinda, your point. We're, we're kind of uh, like walking around it yet, but the reveal <laughs> is that she hired. Right. She hired a debt collector of sorts. Yes. And so Moses is going to collect her debts for her. It's just so you Moses. think you think that scene was a flash. I think that 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 scene was a flashback uh, that we see with Moses at the little girl's house. <laughs> the little girl's, <laughs> the little girl's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that that it, it may have been a flashback or the fact that like she has the money because her debts are now because paid. yeah her debts are being collected. See, yeah. I'm just like I'm just not sure because she had so few cases. Yeah, and she wasn't getting paid for them. It could have been. Yeah, and maybe like, I, just, I mean. Tabitha did underpay her her agreed amount. Yeah. So there's there's a little bit of like, well, should I just take it? Because she was being underpaid right before that. She that's, was underpaid. That's a good point because she did the same but, thing. I mean, she was being underpaid or not paid at all from the, right. but the drawer. So, so I don't know. Okay. I think it's a morally gray area. The money belongs to a dead man anyway. Okay. So if she took it, that's fine. She has her house now, and Mrs. Parker's put in her place. But it is entirely possible that it was all done <laughs> above board, and like it's Moses collecting her debts. Maybe. And well, you, regard, <laughs> regardless, like moving forward, the debts will be collected because right, now Moses because now is, she has Moses. Now Moses has a job that's yes. steady, and now he's like going to be well, here for the fairly for, steady. For, I mean, it depends on her having oh, jobs, but it's it's you know it's it's one of his odd well, jobs. Well, well, now we know that he's going to be in the series for a long, long time. Yes. So so he's definitely yeah, not he is like a dead on the floor character because he collects yeah. her debts. Yes, there we go. But yeah, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> I also thought it was really nice that now that she has this money, she also had enough to give Ivy her back pay and bonus. So yeah. she did that too, which I thought was really nice. She's, she she works really well with people who were like 
less than in this society. Like people would have looked maybe down on Ivy for being a housekeeper. Like she would not have been middle class or or higher. There's that theme again. So yeah, yeah, that outcast theme is still at play there. But yeah, I I really like this episode. It wrapped up very nicely. Yeah. I I loved how (laughs) it ended. It was great. So any, any other last thoughts? Uh, I'm looking through my notes. I think we've covered just about everything. Okay. So yeah. I guess we'll see you next week for episode three. And, uh, of course, if you have any thoughts about this episode or future episodes, questions about future episodes, if you're, like, curious about something and you want us to do the Google research, send your questions and thoughts to ps at witf.org or send them on Instagram at witf.org or Facebook at witf.org. So, yes, that was a mouthful, but... We will see you next week. (laughs) Thanks.